Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roll em If You've Got Them. We are on episode six. Um, as always, I am joined with Carl. Hello, everybody. And we are going to go through our second episode of Rank Em If You Got Them. And today we are going to be doing these six point units. Yes, we are. But first, a short ad from our sponsor. Hey! Hey, you there! <laughs> Who's there? Tired of unsightly foot pain? How did you get in my cave? Tired of your feet being called black, knobby, horny, or misshapen? That's just mean. Tired of using your last eating sheep to clean your terrible, ugly, no-good toes? I miss peaches. Then, friend, do I have the product for you? Yes? Try Dr. Steer's patent-pending support moccasins, now with a reinforced heel. Oh, those can't possibly be for me. Au contraire, my gargantuan chum. Each moccasin in its heel is lovingly tempered by the best blacksmiths of the North. To fit your gargantuan size, over a period of six long years, during which they're not allowed to see their families. Oh, that must cost a lot of... Cheap and shinies. Guess again, my dim-witted behemoth. Dr. Steer's patent-pending support moccasins only cost three easy payments of 19 copper coins. That's right, just three easy payments of 19 copper coins. But where? Where do I get them? Dr. Steer's can be found where all fine patent-pending objects can be found. In the wilderness, under a tree, behind a rock. Wherever fine wildling supplies can be found. I... I go now. Thank you, mysterious sky voice. Don't mention it, you precocious scamp. And don't forget, Dr. Steer's patent-pending support moccasins. The right choice is in the soul. Alright, so looking at our six-point units... Um, one thing that we did decide is we were going to throw the Free Folk Raiders in here. Um, yes, they are a three cost, but you have to bring two of them in your army. So it's essentially a six point unit that you're putting on the table. Yes, I am uh, looking on the wrong thing. This was this was a difficult list to do because every every time I looked at it, stuff moved like a lot, but I definitely had fun. Yeah, this to me putting this whole list together, it was extremely fun. Yeah, every time you look at it, you're like, oh, this one could go up a couple spots, and this is down a couple spots, and then you're like, well, these ones need to keep some separation because I know that one is a lot better than this one. Um, it was really fun. This so this also is so six point units. There's also sixteen different units in this point range. Uh, by far the largest point range for units in the game. All right, so starting out, we'll start with, from the bottom up, we will go with number 16. Carl, why don't you give us uh, your first number 16 unit? Okay, my number 16, and I think they're ranked so low just because they are, I mean, they're brand new. Mm -hmm. The Bloody Mummer Skirmishers. Mm -hmm. Yep. They don't jump off the page for, you know, basically anything. They can create some very interesting interactions. Uh, I remember watching the Myth Coast game where they were running a Tywin army with the skirmishers, and I think it was a Followers of Bone charged them, and the Followers of Bone ended up taking like 10 wounds or something crazy yeah. from attacking somebody. So, yes, they have some interesting things that they can do. They're just one of them things that I haven't lined. I haven't put them on the table. I haven't lined up against them on the table. They're just too new for me to give them a whole lot of respect, especially saving on a five with a seven morale. And with their parry ability, you know, when they're attacked for each roll of a one, attacker suffers one wound. We've seen how difficult or how rare ones can be and stuff like that with the Brathian Wardens. That's kind of the other side of the coin to their you know, roll a one thing. So I stuck them at the bottom of the list. I felt like it was hard to put them much higher than that with them being so new. Yeah, I would have to agree with that too. Yeah, I, I have not played with them either or seen them played 
yeah, to me, their defense is so low, so they can't really get charged without losing quite a few ranks. Uh, their morale isn't great, which can correlates to bad defense. Um, and then the attack, yeah, it's three plus, which is pretty good, but they're still their max attack dice is seven. Um, so that's to me, that's pretty low, especially as, as you know some of the other units where you know their full ranks they're swinging eight dice. Um, so it's hard to me to say, oh, this is an offensive unit or a defensive unit because their defense is so low. And then with that to the parry just being so inconsistent, I would say. Right, because a lot of times people are going to get re-rolled. Yep. Yeah, if you have a weakened token on them, okay. But, eh, you know, there's lots of ways to get rid of a token. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to get rid of a token. I, obviously, they are going to synergize with the commanders that um, utilize that weakened token. But there's only a couple, and really... Um, Tywin, he's got a lot of better options that he can bring. And, you know, with NCUs and him, he can put out enough weekend tokens. He doesn't need these guys. So are they your number 16? Yeah, they are also my number oh. 16. Okay, well, we're starting off strong here. And again, last time we agreed on the first and the last, so... Yeah, we did agree on the first and the last for our five-point units. Okay, well, what's your number 15? My number 15 is the Then Warriors. Hey, mine too. Nice. Um, so the one thing, so going through the Thens, they have a decent morale at six. Their defense is four, movement five. All that's pretty good. They four plus hitting with eight attack dice. Um, I the one I, there's. I know that they're the tanky unit for the free folk, but. Their defense still isn't that great. It's only four, so hitting anything hitting them with Sundering or, you know, it's just going to get through that. So it's not great. They're going to take a couple attacks better than some other Free Folk units, but there's cheaper options, I think, that really just push them down because at six points, there's other things that you can really throw in here that can do better. And they, they're going to last just as long as on the table as the Then Warriors who are pushing out, you know, worse offense. Um, that, that same... Caveat, I've never used them. I've never played against them. Yeah, I've seen them only played so, a couple times, but it's yeah. uh, but it's just about like the options that the Free Folk have. I think they have a lot better options. Having played a lot of Free Folk, I've never really felt the urge to even buy a unit of Thin. Mm -hmm. I feel like their taunt order, when an enemy within short range that has line of sight on this unit activates against this unit, if a short, short range is it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, things don't charge within short range, or don't activate within short range. Normally, you're hanging out closer like that eight, nine-inch mm -hmm. kind yeah. of range. Uh, set defense is amazing. I mean, it's a Baratheon, it's a walking Baratheon ward. Yep, absolutely. So, yes, that's awesome, and it's not that's not an order. That's a forever ability. It's, just, it's great, but in the Free Folk Army... Six points is kind of a lot of six, or that's kind of a lot. You're talking two units of raiders, which we'll get into obviously later in the list. Uh, you're talking two NCUs, which free folk have very good NCUs at three points. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a lot to give up in a free folk army where you need a lot of activations. Now we'll see with skin changers. I, I kind of like the idea of running a few thin with a few skin changers. And having some extra bears to go yep. along with them, and then you use these guys to tank the attack versus using a bear as a sacrifice. I think there's something definitely there, but just right now, meh. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with all of that that you said. They just, I feel like too with the free folk, you want to you bring a lot and you want to be more offensive with them, so. Mm -hmm. These you're trying to charge and be the aggressor on the unit where you can charge and then bring it in in the flank. You're not really looking to take a charge a lot of the times. Like maybe you are if there's an aggressive unit in front of you that you want to take the charge and then like counterattack off of it. Right. But there's a cheaper units almost I think that can take that type of role. Yeah. Even if they're just taking a charge. The giant buff comes to mind with these guys too, though. Mm -hmm. But you're running a very low activation list. But maybe like a Tormund army like three giants and a couple of thin and 
because then you're like you're sticking these guys out there for your opponent to attack and they're like well i don't want to attack them but i don't want to attack the giants either i don't know there's some stuff there but it's eh, whatever all right so moving on to our next on the list the the 14th spot carl what do you have as your 14th spot so at my number 14 i'm going with another neutral unit the bolton blackguard Mm, uh i do not actually have them at 14 pretty close um, I do have a different unit, though. I put him at 14 because the horrific visage, you know, the charge him, take a panic test kind of thing, it's so easy to avoid mm-hmm. when you're going against it. You're just like, when I see you put some black on the table, I'm like, okay, well, if I've already, maybe it's the last unit you deployed or something. I'm just going to use my first round or two using some marches, maneuvers, whatever, to get a good morale unit over there mm-hmm. if I'm going to attack him at all. Yep. I'm not really afraid of Bolton Blackguard. Um, yeah. I played against a neutral list the other day. He had two units Blackguard, Cutthroats, a unit of Bastards Girls, and a unit of Stormcrow Mercenaries. I just ignored the Blackguard and saved him for last. Because they're slow. I'm like, they're not going to get to me. If they do get to me, they're not going to do a whole lot. I'm not going to attack them because I don't think I was running a great morale army. I wasn't real worried about it. Which, by the way, that game, unrelated note, I had called Drogo and Unit Screamers attacked the Stormcrow Mercenaries. They had six hits, saving on a five plus, saved off, saved off six. Wow. I was like, <laughs> You've got to be kidding me right now. And all and they were near a corpse pile. I might have been in a flank. No, they say about five plus normally. <laughs> I thought I had something else as a negative to their morale. And I'm like, all I need to do is take one wound because they didn't have a whole lot left. I'm like, they're going to fail the morale test, and I'm good. And I had an overrun, and I was going to come up behind the Blackguard. Whatever. It didn't work. I was super annoyed. But oh, Blackguard, number 14. They do have some good synergies. Uh, for Lannisters, there's some obvious synergies there. The more panic touch you can get your opponent to take, great. And then in a Night's Watch Siege list, they have a place because they're a cheap three-point or a cheap unit that saves on a three-plus. Mm-hmm. Your opponent's going to have to hack through some stuff to get to Scorpions or Stone Thor or whatever. They have a place. They're just... A nice tanky option for a neutral player. They're really a tanky option mm-hmm. for anyone, but that's kind of all they are to me. Yeah. Um. So I actually, I'll just talk about the Black Guard real quick. I had them at thirteen, so the next spot up, pretty, okay. pretty close to fourteen. They to me, they could have gone either way in these spots. Um. Going off of that, they do have um. The one thing I think they are nice for is like a Tywin bunker. Um. Mm-hmm. Just to, to keep Tywin alive. Tywin alive. You're actually giving them then the uh lannister supremacy so it works really great that's you know that's the one thing i think they're really probably the best at but other than that i don't think other factions are going to bring them as much i mean i know for starks they have a better three plus saving unit the lannisters have i think better options just in themselves at three plus save you know clearly have a better option yeah baratheons have a better cheaper option you know they it's almost like yeah they're out of a spot as a neutral being a, a six point but I don't, they're not bad. They can have their place, especially for the neutral forces. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the horrific visage. I wish it was take a panic test at a negative or something. It just it never seems to capitalize because you charge in and you're like, all right, I'm on a six. Even if you're saving yeah. yourself on a six, it just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't work as great as you think it would work. I agree. And then if you really want to kind of try to double down on that, you can put Ramsey. And them to get them cut them down, but now you're rocking a nine point. Yep. Mm-hmm. And very meh. Okay, so the, the one thing I would say. Third, oh, good. The one thing I would say that was good about the Blackguards that that kept them at thirteen for me was just the morale of morale of six. That's a pretty good morale for a tanky unit. Usually, all the tanky units are about in that six range. Also, um, so these guys as a neutral option, a six morale, I think is pretty good. Yeah, it's. It's definitely good morale for neutrals, mm-hmm. other than bastards, girls, but those are just dogs. Yeah. So they're your 13. So what do you got at 14? So at 14, I actually had the Dothraki Outriders. Um, 
and I actually really like this unit. The one thing that kept them at 14 for me was they don't have a melee attack. So you can't charge them, which is not their role. I mean, their role is to shoot and move and everything. Just not having that melee option really hurt because, you know, really these guys could be in a flank and maybe it's like, oh, I want to charge to get rerolls and hammer a unit. You don't have that. You just have the ranged and they can't reroll any of their ranged attacks. So really they can miss four of their seven attacks. Now you're only saving three attacks. Yeah, they can shoot out some more of panic test if you fail at least one of them. But for that, their only thing, I think it limits them. I don't disagree with any of that. I have them a little bit higher just because um, and I've talked about it before. The positive play experience I've I've had with them. Yeah, I, I absolutely but... think they have played really well on the table. Um, their nimble is super good. It just, they're, I think they take a little bit more care almost to have to play them sometimes. Oh, for sure. They mm-hmm. are, because if they get touched, it, it's not going to go well. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their defense is six, so they basically have an agility save. Right. Okay, so they are your third. Nope, 14. they are your 14. We already did your 13. So my 13, this was a hard one for me because it's a unit I enjoy very much. I, I have an army where, which you've seen this one, I run mm-hmm. three of these guys, mm-hmm. and it works out quite well. The latest are halberdiers. Ooh, you have them at 13. I have them at 13. I wow. just... Be, I think it's an options issue. Mm-hmm. Because there's... There's just... The, the free attack that they can get kind of easy to circumvent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Saving on a 4+. plus, 6+, plus morale is nice. The fact that they don't lose dice until the last rank is pretty awesome. So they take like that Jamie attachment really mm-hmm. well because they, then they'll run 10-8-8 on dice but i just kind of put them down here because i was looking at if i'm building a lannister list how likely am i to take halberdiers versus if i'm building any of these other lists how likely am i to take the things that are in in those factions yeah and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that beat these guys out i was like uh i'm if i'm running let's look at Brathians. Uh, if I'm running Brathians, like I'm gonna grab a unit of Sentinels, mm-hmm. like most definitely. Mm-hmm. If I'm running Lannisters, it's not a guarantee I'm grabbing a unit of Halberdiers. It's it's a very kind of niche army that I'm gonna build to grab a unit of Halberdiers. So, yeah, I I yeah, can definitely one of my that. favorite units, but I just kind of this is just kind of where they fell for me. The four plus really hurts them. Mm-hmm. Four plus. It kind of really hurts him. Now, a lot of times when I run him, I run him with a Gregor commander, so his auto wounds can push out a little extra stuff, and then his cards can push out more. But, yeah, I got him at 13. Um, I So I like the Halberdiers. I have them a little, little ways higher, I should say. We won't talk about where they're ranked at yet on my list. Uh. You know, I I can definitely see that with a lot of things. I think the Lannisters, this six-point units, are kind of hard because they do have the most options, I believe, in the six points. They have about four units that clock in at six points. So seeing them lower, the one one thing that I kind of like them, which once I talk about them later, I'll retouch on this, is just their flexibility. I think they can be a little bit of offense and a little bit of defense. So you can put them where you need them, and they can do different things, and they're not going to slow down i think they're kind of like an easier unit to use me kind of why i put them higher but we'll i'll touch on that later once i get to yeah. my and i mean they are one of those they give your opponent a bad choice to make yeah kind of mm-hmm. thing. do they yep. do they not charge or do they charge which mm-hmm. yeah i don't know this is where they went yeah no, i can i can definitely see them as the, at this point on the list which i think this also makes this whole six point range great is that I think it's all over the place and just how somebody wants to try to use something. Yeah, um, that's very can, true. can really turn it. Um, all right. So going up, um, what is, so my number 12, um, we already talked on my 13, which was the Bolton Blackguard. So I'll just go right into 12. Um, at number 12, I actually had the Baratheon Sentinels. These, I've used these this unit successfully and I've used them pretty unsuccessfully. They're pretty good. I mean, they're bringing Sundering with them. 
Uh, they got pretty good move. They have good movement. They have a four up save, which is right there in the middle. Um, the one thing that really hurts them is their morale. I feel most of the times when I'm using them, they're failing morale tests. You know, they're at a seven morale, and it really hurts just because they can't, at some points, I don't think, push out as much offense, only having Sundering. But I do like them. They just kind of circumstances made them 12 on my list. Yeah, they, the morale is a soft spot for them, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's an easy target when you're playing against the Baratheons and you have something that affects morale, whether that's Vicious or Cersei Lannister mm-hmm. or just whatever. You're like, you look at the the Sentinels and lick your chops a little bit. You're like, all right, if I'm going to go somewhere with this stuff, that's where I'm going to try to go with it. Yeah, and really, if you even put these guys next to a corpse pile or they're near one, all of a sudden they're at an eight. Um, obviously, obviously, there's other seven morale units out there, but just it negatively affects them, seeing that everybody else in their faction is better. You know, Wardens are to six, mm-hmm. Stagnites are to five for morale. They're just the one that they're going to probably take more morale tests, and their save is okay. It's not a great save, but they just once they start losing dice, they just really take a <clears throat> take a penalty. I think. Yeah, and I ranked them higher, obviously, because we haven't got to them yet. Mm-hmm. I think kind of based off of what else I'm hoping comes out of the Baratheon faction. I probably rank these guys too high for where they currently sit in the game. So maybe I did this on a little bit of a high from uh, seeing those Baratheon heroes and yeah. stuff. But I agree. I do think I do think with the right things in the right situation, these guys can be really good, especially you know getting some flank charges in and really able to cut some stuff down. I think they're going to be able to excel, but just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, my number twelve is a unit that we've already talked about with you. Uh, the Dothra- or yeah, the Dothraki Outriders. Hmm. Uh, Did you have anything else to add on that? On the Sentinels? Oh, on the Outriders. Oh, um, just that I got them a little higher than you. Nimble is amazing. <laughs> for getting it for free on a unit that's still rolling seven dice on their uh, on one rank or their on both ranks. Yeah, I like them. I've. I've had very good play experiences with them thus far. I've seen them, they come off the table real easy. We get that, but not having a melee, sure, that hurts them. They perform their role very well, at least the role that they currently have in the Targaryen faction. Yeah. I think with the Unsullied Swordsman that we saw spoiled today, I think it's going to kind of expand their role a little bit more. I think you're going to see... If it's an unsullied kind of army, like I think you might be more likely to see an outrider in there than a screamer, mm-hmm. because you don't have to worry about shooting into melee. The unsullied have a great morale save. I think it's a four off the top of my head. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I have them at twelve. Yeah, I, I def I definitely agree with how they can fit in moving forward, um, and I could see them obviously being at my number twelve slot too. Uh, just going back to the fact that they don't, when I first put them in there, not having melee and not seeing having that knowledge of what was around them is good. I think these guys are going to do great things with the mm-hmm. Unsullied swords, Swordmasters. Um, yeah. Just being able to support them and to not care if they're shooting into combat. All right. All right, going into number 11. Um, so my number 11, I had the Stormcrow Archers, uh, the neutral unit, and they are a base ranged unit I also um, have archers. yeah these this is the one of the units that i think this unit is great almost for every faction just because they have the they're adaptive and they also can attack off of taking attack off of taking the wealth zone so really you can get about three attacks in a round with these guys if you really want to do it um i just they're just really good the one thing that maybe pushed them a little lower is their morale it, is not the greatest um it is eight they have an eight morale five defense five movement and they only hit on a four plus i know that me and you have played a few times where you attack and you miss all your shots and you can't re-roll so it it's a little little tough to play them at times where you're not really getting something out of them one of the great things i think to put them in is lannisters where you can put in um 
I just forgot the attachment's name, but every time you do an action, you get to draw a card. Preston Greenfield. He's a great spot to put these guys because you can do almost three or four actions with them in a round and just draw four cards. So I think he's a great option to throw on them. And you're keeping them back, so they're staying relatively safe. I have... There's one big wombo combo that I've, you know, kind of pulled off with these guys a few times, and it's Preston Greenfield, a free Preston Greenfield, we may add, yep. because they minus one point to attachment. So a free Preston Greenfield, you take Joffrey NCU mm-hmm. to the wealth zone. So you just activated secondary effects for all of your Lannister cards, unless you're a Tyrion. Secondary effects for all of your Lannister cards. Got a free attack out of it. Shoot into melee into a unit of warrior sons that have Sandor Clegane. Mm-hmm. You have, if you proc a panic test and they fail, they're going to take the D3 plus four wounds or D3 plus three mm-hmm. wounds. And you are most likely putting a faith token on your warrior sons. So it's. A lot happening for one simple action. Oh, and I'm drawing a card. Like, yep, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think they could just make a lot of things happen, almost secondary, just for them being on the table. I I do also think they work great when you have that Joffrey NCU in a Lannister list, just because he's always taking that crown, and then you throw him on the well zone, you just you have everything for them, and yeah, yeah, they don't care, and you're making an attack, so right. I think it's real good. Really good. Granted, you know, we're highlighting one specific instance out of the whole game here. Which right. Is probably why these guys are at 11. You're not going to get that kind of synergy across all factions. Mm-hmm. And even within the Lannister faction, it takes a very niche case to get. I mean, that's probably one of the most bang for buck plays mm-hmm. that you could get out of these guys. I yeah. What are the. One of the other synergies I could think of looking at them was almost throwing the uh, Cranningman Warden into these guys. It's free, and then if you use them early, you can re-roll those misses off of his mm-hmm. ability. But still, that's kind of a niche thing to take, and these guys, I have them rank lower than Bowman, so I think Bowman are kind of a better option all the time for a range unit for Starks. But that's just one thing I think of else to really throw them in to make them yep. more effective. Okay, so number 11, we both have Stormcrow Archers. Yes. Uh, number 10, I have the Stark Bowman. I also had the Stark Bowman at number 10. Man, I was trying not to bunch, and I know we kind of talked about this, mm. I think. Did we mention, did this come up with the five-point units? Having yeah. all the ranged options right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did talk about this um, off the air. Yeah, mine are 10, 11, 12, Bowman mm. Archer Outrider, it's just I don't know. That's it's where I felt like okay, this is where range becomes worth it all of a sudden. Yep. There's two more ranged units to go at least for me. Although you said yours are bowmen also, so yeah. So we yep. each have lancer crossbowmen and the ranger trackers yet. Yep. But yeah, I had Stark bowmen at ten. They can be great. You kind of need once again. You need this Roderick commander for the vulnerable, and then. The re-roll you go into it you're the start guy yeah yeah i had you know i had them at 10 the reason that i got them above this the storm crow archers first off is they're just three plus to hit and they have more yes. dice so they're a little better on the attack just already they have a little bit better morale at seven but even that seven morale doesn't hurt them just because their attack profile is going to be um eight eight four so even if you do make them take a panic test early and they fail it, and they critically fail it and take four wounds, they're still rolling eight attack dice, so it's really hard to actually get them off of that eight dice. So they just, they're a little bit more resilient in that matter. It, obviously, if they get in, like, melee combat, they're they're dead. Um, they're not going to last. But they can just withstand that long-range conflict. Remember um, how... Oh, go ahead. Um, but yeah, going into using these guys in the Starks, obviously throwing Roderick in them is great because he can pass out that vulnerable, and then he always gets re-rolls off of vulnerable it's just a really easy combo and then these guys as a support unit with their new ability after they were updated um can help you just turn off uh, orders you know from attachments and whatever might be on that unit they're just really good to throw in with starks to give them that long range option long range option and at six points they fit pretty well 
Remember how bad they were when they hit on a four plus? Oh, they were so bad on a four plus. Oh, it's so crazy how changing just you know seventeen percent of a die mm-hmm. complete because if they had changed nothing else about that card and only changed that, they became drastically better. And I mean, they're way better now than what they. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, their previous that version... Old, that old was, no shift, four plus dice, it was meh. Yeah, it was meh, because also you took away their wanting to shift, and then all, where, like, shifting is actually really effective, because if you're even a little bit out of range, you can shift and get into range. Yeah. And then... But outside of that, yeah, I just, I think these guys are pretty good um, for their cost. I've had them at number 10, uh, just slightly above those Stormcrow Archers. Yep. I think if the, I think if the Stormcrow archers hit on a three plus, they would probably jump up this list quite a bit. But they oh, don't. So. Yeah, yeah, they would be. But I, I think they're they're good where they're at. I, think I do. They perform, I do think they're good. The role yeah. they're they don't, supposed to perform. Yeah, they don't need to change at all. I think they're. Perfect. I mean, a unit that can get it's it's not some crazy situation where they get three attacks in one round. Right. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hey, what do you got at number nine? All right, so number nine, I had the followers of Bone. I also have the followers of Bone at number nine. Uh, we are this just is... we are falling in line with this. Uh, yeah, this we is are on the same page tonight. Different than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. Watch, so watch everybody on the internet just disagree with our list completely. Oh, I know they're both. They're going to be like, "You guys are wrong." Um. Dead Warriors I... number one. Yeah. I so I did originally have these guys lower on my list. Um, but then they just received an update, and I think it did make them better. I think it made them more more viable. I had them above the always have had them above the Fen Warriors, but them getting that change, I think it it just shoots them up the list just because they're now getting vicious um, with their jagged weapons and that horrific vicious visage. Still don't really like it, but it just gives them an option. And they're eight dice three plus for free folk, which is it's pretty good. You know, full ranks. It is pretty good. Um, um, but I like them. I, I haven't actually seen them played with the update, but I think they're going to be very effective. Vicious is wonderful. I have played them since the update. Put the Weeper Commander in them. You run Rattleshirt attachment. I don't think it's called Rattleshirt on the attachment, but whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You put him in the Bone Lord's Chosen. Now you have two units on the table with Vicious. And cut them down with a commander who likes viciousy cards. Mm-hmm. You know, a panic kind of build. They're, yeah, they're way better than what they were. They're a wonderful addition to the Free Folk Army, and they perform their role wonderfully now. Yeah, I, th- I think too with how they were updated, they're kind of more of that offensive unit for the Free Folk, mm-hmm. where they can get into combat at full ranks and start doing some work yeah. um i do I, I do like them but i i haven't seen them played or played i haven't played them or seen them played since the update so they kind of maybe fell a little bit lower on the list than they could be but well, uh, there are still yeah. there are still quite a few good units above them though also yeah yeah i they got a nice buff they're hanging mm-hmm. out almost i mean they're basically in the middle of the list mm-hmm. eight nines middle so yep yeah which i think is fine for them all right, so moving into our number eight slot, why don't you give us your number eight? Uh, okay, we've already went over my number eight. I have the Brathing Sentinels at number okay. eight. So yep. we had a, a decent bit of differ there, the most we've had so far, four spots. Yeah, I could um, definitely see them moving up with some changes. That I've seen them used very effectively in some one-on-one situations with the Master Warden attachment. Because mm-hmm. they can also, it doesn't matter if you get charged. You know, you're losing those abilities, and now you're hitting back with sundering, which is good. Yeah, um, just walking around mm-hmm. with sundering is, uh, I like it. Yep, yep, definitely. Pretty much, if you can walk around with a basic keyword, I'm a fan. Yeah, because it's it it makes it a unit to where like, okay, now I only have to add a little bit to it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be rocking a good punch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're a little vicious, crit below, precision, whatever it is. If you can mm-hmm. get two keywords, pretty awesome. So if mm-hmm. they're already walking around with one, it's not hard to pick up another usually. Yep. All right, so I will – my number eight then. I felt bad about putting these guys at eight because I do like them and I use them, but I oh. have the Tully Sworn Shields at number really? eight. Really? 
Yeah, the as soon the, as you started saying it, so I clicked on. It. I'm like, he's not gonna do that. Um, so I had them lower. They kind of start running into some niche with their commander. Obviously, they want um, Brendan Tully as a commander. Mm -hmm. um, they can work with everybody as a commander. Um, they excel with him. But the thing that keep keeps them lower for me in the Starks is they just have four movement. Obviously, they're heavy armor, so they're gonna have a slower movement. But just they're lagging behind when I want these guys to be able to get up front and take the charge. So to actually move them to their spots, it takes a little bit of effort to move them where you want them. Um, that's where they're lower. I mean, they do, they do hit on a three plus, they do have, you know, seven attack dice. Um, and they can also auto block hits with their shield wall. Just eh, sometimes it, it's like, all right, for six points, it's like, I might throw some sword and swords in here instead. Um, with an attachment. But no, I do like them. They are they are pretty good for their cost. I don't know if I realized they had a four movement. Mm -hmm. I might I might have known, but not when I was making the list. Mm -hmm. So my placing of them does not reflect that. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna yeah, because that's a big damper. It, yeah, we it see definitely... the issues with the wardens. Yeah, it's definitely for especially for Starks where it's like you want to go 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 go, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, come on guys, catch up! Like we need you up front here. Um, yeah, it can slow it down, but obviously if you use them in a Tully list with maybe two of these guys at double Tully Cavaliers, it doesn't matter what their speed is; they're going to end up getting where they you want them to go. Right. Um, so they can't excel I, in that. But I just I just updated my list with them after that little uh, four movement thing because it wasn't hard. I just dropped them up mm -hmm. a or two. Yep. Um. Yeah, I never realized that. What I what I what I was looking at was that they're hitting on a three plus and they're saving on a three plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is six morale, and I was it's, like, uh, yeah, yeah was, those are where they do shine. It does they do excel with that, and even even though they are seven attack dice at their max ranks, they're never leaving max ranks if they're played correctly. So you're always swinging with seven dice, at least is, six. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep, you're, least six, yeah. You're a lot. Of, it takes. Take some decent resources to pull these guys off the table. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know if I knew that they moved on a four. Yeah, to me that's their only negative. If they moved on a five, they would probably be near the top. Um, these guys, to me, um, they were at seven points and they did get that knocked down to six points. Super well worth it. They were probably the worst seven point unit, um, especially yeah. being in the Starks because Starks all their best units are at seven points. Which yeah, you just had better options. If yeah, you just always have better points, options. You mm -hmm. guys. Yep. Six points, though. I. Yeah, six points, and then throwing in it. I definitely find a home for these guys throwing the Rickon and Osha in in them, which I think is pretty good. Just you can keep him alive for longer, and then you're getting the free dog essentially. Um, or a, a Dario commander. Or a Dario I'm saving on a, a two plus with yep. you know, mm -hmm. possible. So yeah, they got some validity here. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Okay. Your Go number seven. Yeah, so my number seven unit, I had the Dothraki Screamers. Uh, this is a great unit. They have a crazy movement of six, so you can free maneuver six, march another 12, and then that can get buffed up to a, a nine. We've I've seen it, any of these Dothraki units free maneuver nine. It's not good when they do that. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's not a difficult thing to do either. No, it's not. A little bit of setup, sure, but it's not impossible. Yep. I've done it to um, you a few times. Yeah, you have, and it's always it always hurt. Um, they hit on a three with seven dice. Uh, their one weakness is their defense, so they can get pretty worn out. They can get worn out pretty quickly, um, and making it to the end of the game can be tough. And the one thing that they made them at seven here is they don't really have any abilities other than their cavalry, and they, you know, they hit on a three plus with seven dice at max ranks. That's kind of what they are. They don't have any crazy abilities other than what you can play with their tactics deck. Right. So, and when a unit only rolls seven dice, it means they have zero chance of one-shotting. Yep. Without help from something. I mean, mm -hmm. there's cards in the deck to get precision, crit blow, and sundering. Mm -hmm. You can get vicious. You can get all them things, but they don't come with any of them. Yep. So I do not have them at seven. I have them a little bit higher. We'll get to that here. Yeah, one one thing too, I think these guys are the perfect Drogo bunker also for throwing him in here. Um, being able to put onslaught on them, I think, is great because you can like charge in, hit and run out of it. 
and you have crazy movement. I think these guys are kind of that commander bunker right now for the Targaryens with them being cavalry. Right. Well, once again, we'll see where these Unsullied go, but you march a couple units of Unsullied in the middle of the table. You got some Dothraki on the flanks. Like, yeah. Things, things could get ugly real quick. Yes, they can. And they're, affordable. Seven. and they're affordable. They're a six-point cavalry unit. What's not to like? Yep. Six-point cav. It's, there's only, well, I guess there's three of them. Yep, there's three of them. The, the, the only, and, there's only two, of, two. <laughs> but only one of them is melee. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my seven was another unit I enjoy very much, the Lannister Crossbowmen. Mm, okay, yep. The the no rerolls is always a bit of a hindering for ranged units, but I put them higher than the most because there's just there's a lot of great places. Like they fit into a lot of armies. Mm-hmm. Six points for Lannisters. They have Sundering just coming with them. Uh, 773. Yeah, 773 hitting on a 3 plus. So it takes two perfect crown zaps to get these guys down to lose any dice. Yep. Or an attack, but a good player will defend their ranged units. So it, it takes a decent amount of resources to take them off those ranks. To the point to where opponents probably gonna be like, it's not worth the probably three crown zaps I'm gonna have to spend mm. to get them down to that last rank. Granted, they'll likely fail, but you need them to take three or more each time. Eh, they're probably just gonna spend the game sitting back behind the lines in a Game of Thrones or whatever on an objective and shooting things without mm-hmm. a lot of intervention. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did have them a couple spots higher. I'll actually just jump into that now. I had them at number five, um, just a little bit higher. Okay. Um, one thing that made me bump them up a little bit, I think these guys are definitely the best, you know, ranged infantry unit in this six-point category. Um, I think their Sundering is kind of underrated because all of a sudden from long range, you're knocking everything down, you know, one on their defensive saves, which, yeah, they might not hit all of them, but if they hit a couple, you know, Sworn Swords are saving on a 5 now. Not great. Anything that's a 3 plus is now a 4 plus. Not as anything, good as you thought it would be. So it can kind of... they can. That's a, well, anything that's a 3 plus is probably slow. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be able to get to a ranged unit this quickly, which gives yep. them a little help. Yeah, also. it gives it gives them that advantage. So that, that Sundering, I think, is very underrated on them. And they're perfect for just sitting on a back token and taking it up. You know, they can... they're. They can sit on an objective and shoot and then still be pretty effective in that shooting just because of the sundering. It, it helps them a lot. Right. Um, so, yeah, I did have them at five. Just a couple spots up for all the reasons Carl did. Um, but just the sundering, I thought, was a little yeah. bit better. So I got him at seven. You have him at five. Um, before we do your six, we'll do my six, which sure. we already discussed, the Tully Sworn Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, before realizing their movement was not as good as it is, I had these guys at four, mm-hmm. which... If they had a five movement, where do you think you'd have them in your list? They, If they had a five movement, I would definitely probably put them maybe top five. I think they would be top five just because they're going to be resilient. They're going to be able to, you know, last. Definitely, probably, maybe top five. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. I like it. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> well, my... I, I, have, I have six. <laughs> so my number six we already talked about. Um, I have the Lannister Halberdiers. Um, I kept Holy them. Holy cow! Yeah, I had them I, way. I up... Forgot you hadn't brought these guys up yet. <laughs> yeah, I had them way up here at six. I just think they're a very flexible unit. They also have sundering, so they can be good on the flanks. They can be good if you have to charge in the front, and then if they get charged in the front, they have that order set for charge, so you can make a free attack. And if it's lined up against the right thing, it can be pretty devastating, and they can last in that fight. Yes, their saving is only on a four. Not great. Their morale. Um. Their morale is what a six, um, I think it now. Is six now, yeah. Which is a pretty good morale for the Lannisters. I mean, they they don't have supremacy, which kind of not great that they don't have supremacy, but that's not a factor for them. I just I think they can be offensive or defensive. They're in, they're in that 
you can put them in that spot where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be attacking out of the spot or if I just am going to be defending the spot. And they can do pretty well. They can last, which helps. True. True. So we um, by seven spots on those guys. Yeah. They, I, it's pretty big. Yeah. Maybe it, I should have put them higher. <laughs> it is pretty big. I mean, I, I obviously I've seen them ran in your three halberdier list, I think it is. Which mm-hmm. that that lift list was rough, but you're running a lot of Kingsguard and they lasted probably longer than they normally would. But the, the, still they were effective. Mm-hmm. Yep. Giving them the two plus on the morale, and then every time they kept restoring wounds and I was shooting at them with the Stormcrow archers. Yeah, it was causing it, more panic test and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, everything was lining up perfectly and it, it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean I they were effective. I, and... I, I think they went from like last rank to ranks like a couple of times mm-hmm. yeah until yeah. dakota decided that enough was enough and he was getting these damn guys off the table yeah yeah uh finally i think serial cut through him and it was like finally geez well i i crit failed a panic test Snake oh you did yeah you did four. Yep. i was like he's gotta be kidding mm-hmm. okay that was your number five that was my number six my number five was the crossbowman oh your number five was crossbowman okay yes. my number five the uh raiders free folk raiders wow you had you had them at five so i can't even say wow i did have them higher on the list so (laughs) i have them at five because they're so important to their faction Mm -hmm. and they do such a good job because they're you get you're getting two activations you're getting 24 wounds for six points yes absolutely and two or maybe three of their cards require two units engaged, and one requires two units within short range. Insignificant. I mean, you just, they're a meat shield. That's way better than a Jolt or Jorah Mormont meat shield. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, solo Jorah there. You just kind of march them out in the middle of the table. You let your opponent spend some resources on them. They're probably not going to do a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. They are great attachment bunkers. Free folk have some very good, very cheap attachments, and they are the reason that you can so easily outactivate your opponent with mm-hmm. free folk. I mean, they're the cornerstone of that faction. Yeah, I, I had them higher on the list, and I will I will get to that when we get to them. I okay. did have, I did have yeah. them higher though. <laughs> okay, no more jumping around. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right. So going in, I will talk about my number four unit. My number four unit was the Ranger Trackers. Uh, okay great unit they're flexible they have ranged and melee not that you want to get them in melee um but they do have both uh their cavalry they have a six morale six movement you know great movement decent morale uh defense they're not going to last in melee uh but the one thing that makes them very good is they have marked target which they can vulnerable anybody long range line of sight for any of their units so they can support you know the other units out on the field and they're just they work super well with the Night's Watch as a faction, yep. um, where they can get that mobility and they can you know if you need to they can take a charge from anything, and just to bunker that if you don't want you know maybe your Sworn Brothers to get attacked, uh, but you know I just they're just all around very good. I do not have them at number four. Mm-hmm. I'll put it there. They're top three for me oh. as far as six point units go. But let's just get talking about them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um. There, yeah, the mark target is wonderful. It works so well within that faction because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I'm gonna mark this target, but then I'm gonna charge it with sworn bros, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna hit it with a scorpion, um, or the crossbowman. I mean, whatever Night's Watch players want to do, they kind of save this up for when they're gonna get good attack in mm-hmm. maybe they have some sword in the darkness and there you go they're gonna yeah they work very well they move at a six they're hard to pin down you can kind of fly them all over the place keep them out of trouble mm-hmm. before you know it they're in a flank or a rear and then your opponent's like okay well do i charge the trackers and open up my flank to the sworn bros or do I just leave my flank open to the trackers? And yep. They're a very lose-lose unit for your opponent. And they're a great six-point Kev. 
Yeah, I I definitely put them higher up the list too because their mark target is almost free because the Targaryens can bring um, Outrider Co. The Outrider Co. for mm -hmm. one point to throw in either the Screamers or Outriders. And, you know, it's free for them because it's already built in at six points. So it's a, a yep. free thing. And it's with their stats, they're just very, I think they're very good. True. Mm -hmm. okay. My number four, I have the Dothraki Screamers, which we've already talked about. But, I mean, that movement of a six, the ability to get flank charges or just run down the side of a field and then spend your next attack or your next um, activation with a free maneuver in March. And now these guys are in the rear mm -hmm. and you can, you can circle field with these guys, you know, three of these, a unit of outriders. And by the time your opponent can move to one side of the board to kind of begin the things they want to do, you just take a turn and you just move everything to the other side of the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then that throws everything off. Maybe you, Maybe your opponent was like, all right, next round, I'm going first. I'm going to do this. And then you just move all your stuff to the other side of the board. You just delayed everything they wanted to do by a round and flipped it. And see, this can be a nightmare. It can be a real yeah, they, nightmare. They can definitely be a nightmare. Their, their just movement is very good because you can be on the right side and then all of a sudden you're on the left side of the field and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. And they play very well with their cards and yep. the Daenerys, the NCU that we have right now, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at number three, I have the Ranger Trackers. Okay. So we're just the one spot off there. So before we get into these top three here, you have four Lannister units in your top six. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. I have two Lannister units. So let's, what do we have left? We have the... You have two Raiders. You have two left. I have three left. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have the Free Folk Raiders, and yes. then we both have Kingsguard, and we both have Mountains Men left. Yes. So proceed with your number three. So my number three, this one could be alarming. I actually have the Kingsguard at number three. Okay. Um, the one reason I put them at three is they only have eight wounds, uh, so True. they're they're vulnerable. Their defense is exceptional at th three um they have a movement of five so they're not slowed down by being a three plus save um they hit on twos on their attack which is awesome and they're well, basically eight eight dice on their attack so they don't drop off and then they have the baratheon banners which are great where you can be like all right i want to do this now and do it um, yes. just the one thing that that i think hurts them is a they're eight they're only eight wounds so they can get taken off the field pretty easily you know if they're not taken care of and then you're also bringing joffrey which is going to give you know plus two victory points if they're taken out um mm -hmm. so you basically have to take care of these guys and if they're on the field you're losing out on joffrey ncu and then all the various kingsguard attachments which are i think are pretty good um, that is a very good point. Which, not that that should hurt this unit. It's just if you're bringing them, you can't bring all that. I think all a lot of right, other right. good things. Which I, I think it's fair to hurt mm -hmm. the unit by saying, "Listen, if you bring this unit, you can't bring these other things." Which yes, Kingsguard attachments are pretty good. Which I actually, I really, I really like the Kingsguard. I think they kind of have a bad. I don't know if they have a bad reputation. You just never see them ran. Um, I don't think. But I like him, and I I yeah. even like I even like Joffrey's commander cards, um, for bringing these guys. Yeah, he's passing out tokens to his own guys, but if you bring the right units with him, those tokens don't even matter. Um, Joffrey commander is, he might be my favorite Lannister commander. Cards are so good. Mm -hmm. You get to bring the Kingsguard at six yep. points. Yep. Um, I enjoy these guys very much, which. You know, I obviously don't have them at number three, so they're number one or number two, which mm -hmm. we'll get into here. Um, we did my three, we did your three. Uh, you want to go yeah. ahead and do your two? Yeah, I. So my number two. Uh, this one's probably controversial, but I actually do have the Free Folk Raiders at two. Nice. I they will be honest. Super important. To their, I will be to their faction. I will be honest. Uh, up to a. Uh, um, before we recorded this episode, I think we maybe gave ourselves about two weeks to put this six-point list together. Mm -hmm. For about a week and a half, these guys were the number one unit on my list. Um, 
the reasons being is they're super important for their faction. They are, you know, for six points, you get two units, which none of the other units on this list can say. You know, you're right. going from 12 wounds to 24 wounds. Um, if they die, they're not worth anything. So really, as in a, you know, playing against them, you don't want to attack them because it's just wasting activations of yourself because right. you don't get anything. And then when you do kill them, you know, you can use Endless Horde and bring them back pretty easily. True. So you um, might be getting like 36 or even 48 mm-hmm. wounds. Yeah, so it just of... they just add up. And then even if like the free folk are out of position and it's like, oh, I need to grab this objective and they have raiders there, like they can just throw the raiders on them and it doesn't really hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that I thought is cool, so they have gang up, which basically they get plus one to hit if another unit's engaged when they're attacking. They are... You know, we have the Plenty Mummer Skirmishers at 16. They natively hit on a 3-plus with the 7 dice. These guys are going to be 3-plus with 6 dice, you know, if somebody else is engaged, which True. can be a little tricky at times, but it just doesn't matter. And, like, yeah, their defense is 5 and their morale is 8, but it's going to take 2 attacks to kill them. So you can't just... You can't just charge in and kill them because then if you charge in, all of a sudden your flank is open for that counter charge from that other raider unit, and now you're just swarmed over, and now you're in a pretty bad spot with whatever unit's engaged. You know, it's hard for that unit to survive. It, it's hard to argue them not top five. Yeah, it, they, they are. Mm-hmm, when you look it's, at how important they are to their faction. Yeah, and the one thing too is here from free folk players is when you talk about these other six point units, it's like, well, you could bring two raiders. Like, why bring thin warriors? You can bring two units of raiders. Mm-hmm. Why bring followers of bone? You can bring two units of raiders. Yeah. Why? Why even bring a five point unit? Because you can. You're taking away from bringing two units of raiders. It's just basically yes. It's like they they're like the gold standard almost for the free folk, which is nuts for how okay. very average they are. Right. Yep. So I want to talk about the Kingsguard here mm-hmm. for one more second before we get into my number two and your sure. number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brathian banners are mm-hmm. just having that flexibility. If I want to grab Crit Blow and Sundering, I have it. If I want to attack a unit that maybe it's like, man, do I really want to get tangled up with these guys right now? I could I could weaken you mm-hmm. when when I attack. Um the free maneuver or retreat. I can be engaged over here and you think this is a fight we're doing, and then over here's a fight we're doing. I take a free retreat, I pivot, and now I'm playing in this other fight that you know I wasn't supposed to be in, but I just got a free eight nine inch retreat over here and you know i'm charging a flank or something mm-hmm. the amount of flexibility you get out of these guys i have the king's guard at number one in my six point units yeah uh, they look squishy at only having eight wounds mm-hmm. i totally get that i've played these guys a decent bit and i would say more than half the time, probably well more than half the time, they haven't died. Especially now that you get to heal. I, I yeah. don't think I played them much before you weren't allowed to heal them because that was like, come on, it's not hard to do a, a handful of wounds to someone and I don't get to heal? Like, get out of here. Yeah, I can definitely see this unit as, you know, the number one also. Um, because they're they're so good on, you know, on the attack, great defense, and then the banners can really just change the tide of battle. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they're they're a very good unit. I I like them, and I think they they obviously work super. They work well with the Lannisters, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just sure. fit in that faction for with their basic deck, I should say, Joffrey, yep. and then the basic deck thrown in. It, it's really good. And then you bring your mother aunt and your <laughs> grandfather. Yeah, you bring Tywin and Cersei NCUs and enjoys it. Okay, yep. so my number two, your number one. Yep. So yeah, number one, I had the mountains men, and then you had them at number two. Yep. Um, and I had them at number one until we were like, "Oh shit, we're forgetting the Kingsguard." Like, ah, yes. Yeah. Um, you talk about them first, then I'll tell, talk about why I had them at number one. Two keywords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Free. Uh, I mean, uh, critical blow and vicious. They take so many Lannister attachments. Well, they can be run with one of my favorite Lannister commanders, the Mountain. Mm-hmm. They grant that Clegane uh, affiliation without having to do anything with them, so they're just naturally going to benefit from these great cards when they're already um, 
very powerful offensive unit. They save on a four plus, so it's mm-hmm. not like they're falling right off the table. Mm-hmm. Their morale is it's a seven. Yeah, whatever. You know, right? Not like you can take seven models from a morale test anymore. You can only take four. So I'm gonna hang out for a minute and do some damage. Like that, they have the ability to one shot, which mm-hmm. we've discussed since the panic update. That's rare. Mm-hmm. Rare that you can one shot a unit anymore. They're a six-point unit that you don't have to put any attachments in them, and they have the ability to one-shot. I mean, they are—they were number two when Sworn Brothers were number one. Like, mm. and Sworn Brothers got moved out of this category, and they just bumped right up. And they've never required a buff. They've mm-hmm. never—they've been solid since the beginning of the game. Yeah, I definitely, you know, had the right now I have the Sworn Brothers at number one. Sorry, I have the Mountains Men at number one. This quote. <laughs> They're no longer six points. Get over it. <laughs> no, I, so I had the so I had the mountains men at number one. Uh, yeah, they're number one. They have two keywords, which is good. You know, built-in keywords: Criplo, vicious. Probably maybe the two best keywords also. And then the fact that they're with the Lannisters, so all of a sudden you put Cersei on it on an enemy unit. You flank charge these guys. That's straight up minus five to whatever it is. Or corpse file, you know. Or corpse, you know, it's just they can spiral out. These guys having a seven morale being in the Lannisters, I don't think is bad because nobody else is really affecting morale negatively like the Lannisters do. So it's it, it helps them. Like yes, it, they can have it negatively effective through flank charges, getting bombed out with like Cersei. Um and that they're they're three plus with eight dice. There's not many other three plus eight dice. I mean, the only other ones that are in this point range are the sentinels the bowmen which are a range unit so they're not really getting rerolls and then the followers of bone um so or they cheaper. just you go cheaper with cutthroats yeah you can go cheaper but then you're also losing you know that critical blow which right. is which is and, and the cutthroats have a worse defense so saving on fours yep. is really good um yep. and yeah and they take attachments so well you know throw the mountain in them yeah it's yeah, not Ty, point tywin's, tywin's mad dog yeah that's a that's, that's nine point, point. Missile, it's not, man. It's nine point missile, but then all of a sudden you have three keywords. Um and if you fail the panic test, which well it's not even a panic test, sorry, it's a morale test, you make a twelve inch charge. Or an eleven inch 11, charge. Eleven, 11 inch charge. You know, out of nowhere. So it's like, huh, do like you could put them over here and be like, Man, I really hope I just fail this morale test and I can flank charge these guys. I mean um, they, they take everything well. Yeah. Brianne and Braun, uh look at some of the cheaper options, an assault vet. Um, a Tywin Lannister commander, even like mm-hmm. I'm gonna weaken whoever I'm going after. That way, they have less to hit my offensive juggernaut with. Yep. It's they basically take everyone. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then if you even bring you know the Pycelle into you, whoever's lined up across from these guys, you can just weaken them right out the gate to say, all right, whenever you charge, I'm gonna weaken you to keep them alive, and then they can start cutting the guys up. Uh, they're very easy to use within their faction, and they're mm-hmm. so good. Yep, they're very they're very easy to use, and then yeah, they're they're really good. Okay, well, any other words before we finish this? Yeah, let's just summarize. So, what was the biggest unit difference that we had on our list? The the halberdiers. Mm-hmm. How far at, was that? Uh, you at six, me at thirteen. So seven point difference. Seven points. Seven spot difference. The we, next we, was the Baratheon Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Me at eight, you at twelve. Then Raiders and Screamers. We both were three spots mm-hmm. off. Yeah, how many we did we? A, we had quite a few that actually were the same rank, didn't we? One, two, three, four, five. We had mm-hmm. five that we had the same spot. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, three of them we had in the. No, two of them we had in the uh, one spot away. Okay. Yeah. The I, Ranger trackers and the Blackguard. Yeah, this actually, I, you know, the six points was fun, fun putting this list together just because as as you're looking at it, you can say, all right, these are all going to change even though I already made this a day ago because yeah. of, you know, and there's just so many different roles out of these units that are on the table. Well, I think the uh, first time I've done this, I don't think we had raiders in it yet. Yeah. Like, I oh, should should we put raiders in? I said, well, yeah, sure. And I looked and I just looked down around like 12, 13. And I'm like, no, they're way better than that. 
looked up about seven or eight. I'm like, no, they're still better. Like, I'm, they're still better than that. And then I, I put them at five. You put them at two. Yeah. So, yeah, that top five spot. Yeah. Board. Honestly, going into two, like, I know that they're not statistically great. It's just they just work so well, and they just do so right. many good things. And then they can take every good attachment that the Free Folk have. I think Free Folk have some of the best attachments. Um, they have, be- like, best attachments, best NCUs. And they work. They just work so well. I mean, you can throw 10 units of these guys out on the table, and then all of a sudden you have nothing, no victory points for your opponent. Um, I know a couple months ago you actually played in a tournament and you used the Free Folk. Did, what, do you remember what your kill stats were? I know you gained your, something like 30 or 40 victory points from killing units, but you only gave up like three or something crazy. There was a few games where I killed... A lot of points. I think there was a, um, I think there was a Targaryen game. Mm-hmm. He was running Roosh Commander. Pretty sure I killed thirty-seven points. Mm-hmm. He killed three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he killed a unit of raiders with uh, my commander in him, and I killed the rest of the table. But I had a lot of games like that. I don't. My forms are on here somewhere from that tournament still. But yeah, for like the. Not the secondary victory points, but whatever they count that up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was two games where I only gave up three victory points because they killed a unit of raiders. Right. Yeah. And something like that in a tournament setting, it you know, it could come out to be pretty important. Yeah, it de- it definitely can be important, and I I think the free folk too are one of the the top factions at the moment. They're they're definitely they're fun to play for sure. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're always frustrating to see. Whenever I see them, I'm frustrated about them just because you're like, I can't play them normally. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you everybody for hanging out. Remember to hit us up on Facebook and YouTube on Rome if you got them. And do us a favor, drop some comments. Let us know what how you felt about this evening's sponsor, Dr. Steer's patent pending moccasins. That's uh, what we're... That's something we talked about before was just doing goofy sponsors. And then we're like, man, if we could do like Song of Ice and Spire, <laughs> Ice and Spire, wow, Ice and Fire ish sponsors with just uh, random funny stuff. We, we spent one day kind of brainstorming and we come up with some pretty good ideas. So hopefully we have more of those to come. And eventually we'll put just like a completion of them up on youtube or whatever but yeah let us know how you feel about them and if you have any suggestions of your own you know go ahead and drop them in there and who knows maybe maybe we'll ask you if we can steal it yes and um go onto the facebook page and comment maybe give us your six point rankings um maybe we'll see how we compare to yours we had some very interesting ones for the five points yes we did some people Uh, had like the last unit first and it was like Wow, you know, they've they've clearly had great play experiences with them. (laughs) Right. Um, Also, on the next rank, if you got them, uh, what point cost should we be going through, Carl? What do you think? We could do seven eights. We could do the nine ten, especially now that I think we should include that new Unsullied. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you guys let us know. It'll be a couple weeks before we get to that one. So, Mm -hmm. hey, this week, drop by the Facebook page and just – comment on this post or the page itself and let us know what you think we should do next seven eight or the nine ten combo mm-hmm. yeah, or if you want to see a round of ncus maybe if you want yeah. to see the three four or five point ncus just mm-hmm. stop by and let us know all right well that's all that we have for today um join us next time